We have our general manager, Ray Haynes, dropping in in the studio here to teach us about Hanukkah and, of course, catch us with a title <laughs> like he often does. This one, Robbing Christmas. We've talked about it a little bit, but I guess now it's time for probably some listeners, at least, that are asking, well, that's cool. Thanks for explaining that, but what is Hanukkah in the first place? Yeah, what in the world, right? <laughs> and sadly, if you, even if with you, you're like, what is Hanukkah? I've never heard of it. And Or if you grew up and eating, celebrating it, there's a chance mm-hmm. you have just been trapped in all the rabbinic stuff, and uh, it's not actually truly what Hanukkah is about, and you may just find yourself, like we did uh, for many, many years, actually, all the time Corey grew up, the ironic part was, she would never remember from your to hear what Hanukkah was, which is not not too sad because we, it was all the rabbinic stuff, and you can live without that. So, uh, let's just jump in. Hanukkah began at sundown last night, as typical. They begin the night before. So today is the first day of Hanukkah. This Christmas week is also Hanukkah week. It's an eight-day feast, so it ends at nightfall next Monday, the 26th. What is Hanukkah all about? That's a good question, because Hanukkah, the word, it's easy, means dedication or consecration. It's a Hebrew word. Now, it does not mean, like, dedication or consecration of yourself. It's not personal. It's a dedication or consecration of the temple or altar. So, in one sense, since we are now his temple and we are now his altar, it is kind of personal for us. But for the Jews, a Hanukkah is a war story. It's about a miracle of deliverance from their enemy and the rededication of the temple and altar that followed the Greeks had just uh, done all kind of horrible stuff uh, for Christians. Hanukkah is the rest of the story about the birth of Jesus. Without it, you're you're missing a piece. And so that's why I thought I'd come in, right? It's our Walter Cronkite moment. It it's the rest of the, the story. The rest of the story. Paul Harvey right there. Paul Harvey, that's it. Uh, Hanukkah is not a biblical feast, but an important one for Jews and Christians alike. And Jesus actually attended the festival and when he was in Jerusalem. So if you think you know what it's about or you've celebrated with your family through the years, you're probably caught up in all that been a Jewish tradition rather than the actual historical event mm. and what God would probably uh, have you understand. So when we are following rabbinic tradition, if you end up anywhere in that mode, then we're not following scripture. Rabbinic tradition will never lead you to glorify or celebrate Jesus for obvious reasons. They are the Pharisees who actually killed Jesus. And <laughs> I um, I absolutely love, because on a pretty consistent basis, rabbinic um rabbis, they they get saved. And it's one of the most beautiful things because it is such an oppressive religious system that's just made of man. They have just run so far from away from God. So when they come to Jesus, it is such a beautiful thing for them, for the families. And just reading recently, in fact, this week of one who was saved and uh, uh, God's doing such neat work yeah, in him and, and his family. And, and so I love that. So why should Hanukkah matter to Christians? Well, when celebrated together, Hanukkah and Christmas, you put them together, they provide an often missed revelation of the incarnation of Jesus. Now, I think you're thinking, well, it's the birth of Jesus, right? Well, <laughs> there's so much more to it, for goodness sakes. Hanukkah is a glimpse of God's journey from his throne of glory in heaven to the womb of a young Jewish girl living among the exiles in a little village in Nazareth. If you've been there, you, you know what a cool story it is. His birth will always be good news of great joy, right? That's what the Bible tells us. It's good news of great joy. Hmm. It also tells us something miraculous happened before his birth, right? Or he wouldn't be who he was. His conception, his incarnation. In 4 BC, Hanukkah was December 14th through the 21st. 
That is when Gabriel, we believe, when Gabriel came to Mary and told her, you are going to have a baby. As a virgin, you are going to have a baby. The Magi celebrated Jesus at Christmas. So should we. That's my simple point. The Bible tells us something exciting happened after his birth, the arrival of the Magi. Now we always get the pictures and, uh, and the little living nativities and stuff, and all the three kings are visiting him, and he's this little baby in a manger. Well, not so much. They celebrated his birth 15 months after the fact when they arrived, and they actually arrived on December 25th during Hanukkah in, let's see, going backwards to B.C., Hanukkah was December 22nd through the 29th, so very similar to this year. Mm, so they arrived mm -hmm. and celebrated Christmas on Christmas. So for me, I think that's the reason why we're celebrating in such a way. They obviously came a long way to celebrate, and it didn't bother them that that wasn't when he was born. They, <laughs> they still got to celebrate. Yeah. But he was a toddler. He wasn't, you know, laying in a manger. Uh, both biblical events... His conception, incarnation, and the Magi's arrival happening during Hanukkah. And as it happens, Christians and Hanukkah, or Christmas and Hanukkah, occur together this week, right now, right? So the shepherds would have worshipped him at his birth in the fall. Still, the Magi celebrated him 15 months later during Hanukkah, around, you know, December 25th. Then that is essentially, for me, a biblical mandate to celebrate him both times. It's Christmas. It's a great time to celebrate his birth. Yeah. If you've ever struggled with that, with this tradition or that tradition, mm -hmm. okay, shake it off. It actually <laughs> is. It's a good time. So December 25th had some bad connotations and traditions. Definitely, the Magi's visit on December 25th isn't why the church has celebrated his birth on that date. Those traditions come from pagan roots. And December 25th was extremely popular, oddly enough, in pagan religions. The Greeks celebrated a festival at the end of December in honor of Dionysus, the god of wine. In ancient Persia, Mithra, the Persian god of light, was said to be born out of a rock on December 25th. That was fun. Uh, Mithraism became Rome's official religion in around 274 AD. Emperor Constantine adhered to Mithraism up to the time of his possible conversion to Christianity in the 4th century AD. The first time December 25th was celebrated as commemorating the birth of Jesus was sometime in the 4th century. Mm -hmm. right? So the Romans also celebrated Saturnalia, held in honor of Saturn, obviously, the god of time. It was a or false god, obviously. It was observed around the winter solstice, and they actually declared the winter solstice would be December 25th. If you got power over Rome, I guess you can declare. You can something. just choose dates, yes. December 25th was established by the Roman Catholic Church around 360 AD when they held a special mass to honor Christ. Now that's the keyword in there, mass to honor Christ. The pagan world had their little feast to celebrate the birth of pagan gods, so they just picked the day. As the church grew in power and Roman deities faded away, the church kept the day and eventually became known as, that's right, Christ Mass, or hmm. Christmas, as we say. Now, the interesting thing, Mass has two meanings. Originally, it meant the victim of a sacrifice or death. Eventually, it meant to be sent on a mission. And the mission of Jesus, ironically, was his death. So it's wonderfully ironic that celebrating the birth of Jesus on Christmas helps us also see his death on the cross. So, once again, bonus points there. While the birth of Jesus doesn't happen in Christmas, lots of his story does take place then. We have scripture and signs in the heavens which connect to scriptures that I believe provide significant evidence of his birth in the fall of 3 B.C., which places his conception or incarnation in December of 4 B.C., 
during Hanukkah and the arrival of the Magi in December of 2 B.C., also during Hanukkah. So what happened in the spiritual at creation when God said, let there be light, happened in the flesh when he took his glory off mm. to put on flesh. It says, in the beginning was the word, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The true light that gives light to everyone who is coming into the world. So from Genesis 1 to John chapter 1, we're talking about the incarnation. He took his glory off to put on flesh. The word became flesh, made his dwelling among us. We've seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. And he didn't just become flesh, he became a baby. And not just a baby, he became an embryo to be formed in the womb mm. of a teenage girl. Oh my goodness. When he was conceived or became incarnate, we met Emmanuel, God yes. with us. That's what Hanukkah is to me, and every thought of it just blows me away. And coming up next, we're going to dig in the scriptures and look at the stars and see why there literally is no Christmas without Hanukkah. And that's what we're going to break down this morning.